his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to this edition of the Insane Things Podcast. If you're new to the podcast, we do this at the end of every week. We count down only the most insane things we've never seen before. Things that have the potential to change everything. Which makes insane thing number five this week so insane. The number... $1 trillion. The U.S. hit a milestone this week and barely anybody reported it. Bloomberg did. In this article, U.S. debt interest bill rockets past a cool $1 trillion a year. Folks, that's just a trillion dollars spent on nothing but interest. It's now the biggest federal expense, bigger even than the military. In its article, Bloomberg hints at another problem that's coming. Because of higher interest rates, we've got a big multi-trillion dollar tranche of debt coming due next year. The article hints at a second much bigger problem. Because Congress has printed so much money to get control of the out-of-control inflation, we've had to raise interest rates through the roof. Well, the problem is we've got debt that's maturing. And so the debt is going to have to go back out at higher interest rates. Meaning, unless something changes from here on out, starting really next year, that interest bill that's now at, well, past a cool trillion dollars a year, that's going to begin to escalate in an exponential way. Then the question becomes this. Treasuries that pay higher yields should be more attractive to bond buyers, but... Bond buyers looking at the higher yields and the fact that America is now printing the money for the interest may become scared. In other in other words, even though we're paying higher yields, they may say, oh, my gosh, because they're high, paying higher yields, can they pay me back? Will there be buyers for these treasuries? Nobody knows. Because we've never been here before. But an article in Newsweek hints at what China thinks. The headline, I'll touch on it briefly. China is hoarding the world's gold. I'll put the link in the podcast description so you could read it. But the first paragraph is, despite China being the largest producer of gold in the world, its central bank has been at the forefront of a surge in purchases of the precious metal on the international market as it seeks to reduce its reliance on the dollar. That tells you everything you need to know about where China thinks we're going. Insane thing number two. This week has been a demonstration of America's total and absolute humiliation by both Hamas and Iran. The week fittingly, according to the UK Daily Mail, started with a 100,000 strong pro-Hamas demonstration that found its way to the White House gates where the protesters chanted Allahu Akbar and stained the walls with red paint. 
in the shape of their hands. They tried to scale the fence. Only one was arrested. Can you imagine if this had been us? Oh, my God. It would be never-ending FBI raids all week long. The White House never even issued a statement of condemnation. The White House also said absolutely nothing about the murder of a 69-year-old Jewish man at the hands of a Hamas-supporting lunatic in a suburb outside of L.A. Video emerging from that protest shows them chanting, praising Hitler and targeting, following, stalking that elderly man. Again, dead silence from the White House. He was ultimately hit over the head, fell to the ground, struck his head again, and died from his injuries. Again, what was the response of Democrats to that? To circulate a letter I covered in yesterday's podcast asking Joe Biden to offer everyone, all two million Gazans, temporary protective status so they could come here. If you listen to yesterday's podcast, it details how all of the other Arab Middle Eastern countries, and the Palestinians or Arabs, who've taken them on humanitarian grounds over the years, they've turned and attacked them for military-style units, assassinated their leaders, murdered their citizens, and ultimately had to be expelled. The Democrats see that and they go, oh, cool, and they want to bring them here. Why? Because their leadership, the Palestinian Liberation Organization, isn't just radical and terroristic. It's also Leninist, Marxist, and it kills. The week ended with a bizarre capitulation by Joe Biden to Hamas that our media is finally just now noticing. This has been so strange to me. I've done a month of Battleground podcast. You probably heard them on asking the question, why isn't Joe Biden demanding Hamas release its American hostages? And that was exactly the title of Wednesday's editorial in the New York Post. Why isn't Biden Biden demanding Hamas release its American hostages? We are literally having a 1970s-style hostage crisis, and the media is just pretending it's not happening. And so is Joe Biden. He doesn't give a damn. Truly, which has led to this bizarre situation with Hamas in Qatar and Joe Biden and Antony Blinken on one side demanding a humanitarian pause that the Israelis, this started over the weekend, stop bombing. Not until we get the hostages or so we can get them out. Screw them. No, it's so we can resupply Hamas with fuel and food. In fact, the week started with Bibi Netanyahu humiliating Joe Biden and Antony Blinken uh, by turning down their request for a humanitarian pause, saying there would be no pause until the hostages, both the American ones and the Israeli ones, were released. That, to the world, must have looked bizarre because you have Bibi Netanyahu advocating for the American hostages and Joe Biden advocating for resupplying Hamas and not really concerned about the hostages. And by the way, understand when I say Hamas, they've been misrepresented by the American media as this sort of terror group that happens to be in Gaza. No, Hamas is the elected government of Gaza, the elected government of Gaza. They've been in power since 2006, was the one who launched the hang gliding terrorist. So when you are resupplying the Gazans, you are resupplying Hamas. Well, as I'm recording this right now on Friday, Biden finally did get Israel to pause for a few hours. Again, not to get the hostages back, but to get fuel and food in to the Gazan government, which is Hamas. Hamas, by the way, desperately needs the fuel to launch the rockets. They also need the fuel to power their generators, um, which keep the lights on in their underground tunnels. That's why Joe Biden 
who is pretty much at this point openly supporting Hamas, is so desperate to get the aid in there. Again, you had the bizarre situation of an interview I just watched on Fox News with Martha McCallum with the advisor to Netanyahu saying, no, we're not having a permanent pause or any kind of lengthy pause behind a few hours, beyond a few hours until the hostages are released. And then Antony Blinken begging for more pauses to get humanitarian aid in. What's so strange is they're not formally demanding of Hamas, as Israel has, that the American hostages be released. They, they just don't give a damn. By the way, we have still yet to do a single damn thing to retaliate for the 30 Americans killed in Israel. Nobody cares. Which leads us to insane thing number three. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty. Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget just as soon as I. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart, Brian. As I record this podcast, 40. Six strikes on our bases by Iranian-backed, armed and trained proxies. Our poor troops. Ron DeSantis called them sitting ducks. That Joe Biden literally has them out there propped up for more hits. We have responded two times. We hit two weapons depots. But it's what we didn't do that keeps these Iranian proxies hitting our bases. Joe Biden hasn't cut off a damn dime in funding. Imagine knowing if you had a child over there or a loved one in one of those bases that every one of those missiles that hits those bases is funded either directly or indirectly by the Biden administration via Iran. All this is happening because Joe Biden turned on the spigot of billions of dollars. It started with the sanctions that Donald Trump had on Iraq. They were holding $10 billion worth of Iranian oil money. Joe Biden dropped the sanctions and allowed Iraq to pump the money into Iran. Then we gave them $6 billion more. That's sitting in a bank in Qatar. You'd think in response for all these strikes or for the 30 dead Americans in Israel, we'd at least put uh, Donald Trump's sanctions back on Iran. They were very effective. It denied them the ability to sell about $80 billion worth of oil. And the people of Iran under those sanctions were literally going hungry. Then this scandal broke. By of all media outlets, surprisingly, I got to give them credit, NBC News. The Pentagon had lied to cover for Iran and the Houthis. They told the world that 21 of our service members in these attacks had suffered traumatic brain injuries. You, you, know, you have that. You're, you're forever altered for life. All the way on up to your family has to care for you. Well, it turns out they lied. It wasn't 21. It was 45 and counting with, at the time of publication by NBC News, more troops 
coming forward as whistleblowers saying, no, I was injured too, or my family member was. Why would they do this? To avoid striking back at Iran and its proxies. This is a game Biden and ultimately Obama are brilliant at. You've probably seen the carrier strike groups. They look big and bad and they're cruising around looking big and bad. It conveys the impression to those just reading the headlines that we're on Israel's side. We're on the side of our troops. They're not sitting ducks. But when you watch what Biden's actually doing, he's ultimately offered our troops up as sitting ducks and he's doing everything he can to protect Hezbollah, Hamas, the Houthis and Iran. And it's not just me who's noticing outside the bizarre otherworldly media bubble that we live in in this country. It's why I spend so much time reading foreign media. Others are noticing, too. Joe Biden, point blank, seems to be doing the bidding of Iran and Hamas. In fact, the Hindustan Times in its most popular video this week on its YouTube channel, that video is titled Iran's direct threat to U.S. ceasefire in Gaza or you will be hit hard and the video essentially points out that joe biden is doing exactly what iran has demanded iran has said we're gonna hit you we're gonna hit you harder you better go get a ceasefire um between you know the gaza folks hamas and israel or else and that's exactly what we're doing on the world stage we look like iran is the superpower it is bizarre it's not weakness folks it's absolute malignant psychopathy it's just stone cold evil and it runs through every level of the democrat party a poll this week by tip and i and i found that a shocking one in five democrats side with hamas one in five folks after we've had all of these details the beheaded babies the raped women the naked israeli woman raped murdered dragged through the streets of Gaza spat upon and beaten by men and they support that yep they support that as we can see from the polling yes it's uh 21 uh, percent of the Democrat party but if you look at the internals they skew young these are going to be the people running this country want to pause here to thank PhD weight loss for sponsoring this podcast and my PhD weight loss journey in six months I lost 29 pounds And I stepped on the scale the other day just to see how my maintenance was going. I was down 30. I've maintained that nine months. That is the hard part to me. Losing the weight was surprisingly easy. I'd tried before and I'd been able to lose 15, 10, but I'd gain it back. I couldn't have imagined actually being able to maintain that. So I just didn't bother to try anymore because what was the point? I was going to put it back on. I feel like it can do this forever. That's the PhD difference. To find out what makes PhD weight loss so different and to start your PhD weight loss journey, you know you can do it from home. There's somebody in all 50 states doing it. You can even call up now, find out about it, and schedule to start after Thanksgiving. To start your PhD weight loss journey, go to myphdweightloss.com. That's myphdweightloss.com. Now back to the podcast. Insane thing number two, Jim Jordan's censorship report. We knew the federal government working on behalf of the Democrat Party, had used its power to force social media to censor us. How'd they do it? They didn't have to do much. Democrats have been walking around for years threatening to break up up Facebook and Twitter and these other social media outlets. So when they come to them with, hey, could you censor Republicans for us? 
they just do it. And our side tends to make excuses for it. We're like a battered spouse returning over and over to her lover, getting yet another black eye. We say, well, it's capitalism. It's what they want to do. No, it's not. No, it isn't. Because we know when it started. The bulk of it started heading heading into the 2020 election. In other words, for years, Mark Zuckerberg, who might be a liberal or maybe he's just playing one hard to say, he didn't censor us. I know. I built a 30,000 strong following during that time. Now I can hardly add followers at all. My numbers haven't gone up in more than two years. But I post more than I ever did before. That's what that looks like. It's not capitalism. It's fear. And what Jordan's report captured was the grotesque extent of it that so far until now, we did not know. And we knew people were being censored. But what was shocking was to see politicians on every part of the GOP spectrum, from Tom Tillis, who arguably is a Democrat. He's a senator out of North Carolina, completely useless. Um, All the way on over to Marjorie Taylor Greene. In other words, even the most moderate members of our tribe are being censored. And the numbers were astronomical. Uh, Jim Jordan had to publish a database to capture it all. You can actually search it to see if you were censored. And if you search it by your email that's tied to your social media, many people online are finding they were, even though they have small accounts with just a few thousand followers. And Elon Musk talked about that last week in an interview with Joe Rogan, in which he said that anybody who wasn't on the left, so this went from far-right conservatives all the way through the middle, pretty much everyone was censored at a rate 10 times that of Democrats. And as Jim Jordan's report found, and this is exactly what Musk said, we were censored for writing correct things while the left was allowed to disinform. This is what is warping our society, folks. If you walk around feeling like what's happening to our society, this is what is doing it. This is a niche uh, political philosophy. It's only shared by 20 to 30 percent of our population. Yet the 70 percent are being repressed. That's why everything seems so strange. Stranger still, though, no matter how good and far reaching uh, Republican Jim Jordan's report was, he's a congressman in the House, was this. His report contained absolutely no plan of action of any kind to stop it. Never mind that it wasn't just our politician censored. It was our elected officials censored in the middle of an election. That is election interference. And it also is an in-kind contribution by the federal government to Democrat campaigns. The FCC should be all over this. People should go to prison, but not one person, not one on our side, on Capitol Hill, this is what's insane, offered any course of action whatsoever. In fact, the Republicans couldn't be bothered to even hold a press conference about it. Can you imagine what the Democrats would do if we did this to them? Oh, my God. The protests would go on 24 hours a day. There'd be violence, burning buildings. But us, we can't even be bothered to hold a press conference. In fact, Jim Jordan announced it via tweet. Now, to his credit, he did do uh, some interviews. But there's no plan of action. But what can we really do? Oh, we could do a lot. The Democrats would do a lot. And folks, I said this in the earlier podcast this week. This is the most important thing. If we don't end the censorship and win on this issue, all the others are lost. We might as well not even bother to fight. We might as well fold up our tent and go home. But if we can fix this issue so that things are fair across social media and the Internet, we could really begin to right the ship on every single issue. 
So what could we do? Again, the one thing that when he was speaker, Kevin McCarthy refused to do. It's why the Republicans ejected him. Instead of passing one big CR that causes the Republicans to fund their own censorship and also the prosecution of Donald Trump, we could break it into 12 separate bills and go in and cut things. What we most specifically need to cut right now is the funding in its entirety for a federal agency called CISA that's overseeing a lot of this censorship. We also need to cut the funding for the censorship arm of the FBI. Donald Trump founded CISA. It was supposed to stop hacking, but it never bothered to. Nobody will miss it except the Republicans being censored online. We could go in and cut out all of this funding if we want and then have a showdown with the Democrats over it. The alternative is nobody's going to really hear our election messages or at least the Democrats Messages will be amplified at a 10 10 times rate while ours are suppressed. That means we don't have a hope of a fair election. And I guarantee the censorship will only get worse. So why not try to defund it? At a minimum, that draw attention to it. Maybe the social media outlets would see us fighting. Google would see us fighting and they'd go the way of Elon Musk. But there's no plans to fight at all, which is so bizarre. Why even go through the motions of you know fundraising is grueling i did it as a campaign manager for two statewide races it's just round the crock grueling why go through all that fundraising for all of those ads and for all that campaign staff that's going to be posting on your behalf if like it's going to be repressed and most voters aren't even going to see it i have no idea why we're even bothering with this exercise that's what makes this whole thing so strange and it brings us to insane thing Number one, as soon as I heard this, I wondered how much of an impact this targeted censorship, which I'm certain our federal agencies are still doing, how much of an impact it had in Ohio. Keep in mind, folks, Ohio is a red state. Donald Trump won it in 2020 by eight points over Joe Biden. And yet, incredibly, a constitutional amendment passed there that not only legalizes abortion up until birth, it also completely terminates parents' rights to object to any kind of transgender alteration to their child's bodies. In other words, your child as a minor can now opt for a full sex change surgery and you can't do anything to stop it. No town council, legislature, city, county can pass an ordinance or a law stopping it either. You're absolutely powerless. And it passed 56% to 43%. Unbelievable. And when you look at the breakdown, what caused it to pass was heavy Democrat turnout. 70% of independents voted for it and 20% of Republicans voted for it. Yet exit polling showed that many Republicans didn't understand what rights they were giving up as it regarded their children. The Democrats just absolutely outswamped us on this. It was unbelievable. And I can guarantee you in all the swing states, they're going to have these constitutional amendments, these state amendments on the ballot. But here's the crazy thing. Um, The media was trying to say it's not a legalization of abortion up until birth. But here's what it does. It says your doctor can decide when the baby's viable. Well, I can make an argument that a nine-month-old baby isn't viable. It needs total care. In other words, the doctor can make the call up to the moment of birth. They're just going to find doctors uh, who will do infanticide. That's how that's going to work. This is incredibly radical. 
And it really shows you that the Republican Party needs to get into the weeds in these crosstabs, make better arguments, and figure this out ahead of 2024. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.